First up, we have the Aratona. Aras- what do you think it would be? A- you wrote Aracona. No, I didn't. I didn't. That's not a C. It's supposed to be a Z? Uh, duh. Okay. I think you can infer what Next it's supposed up, to say. The Aracona Cardinals. Exciting offense led by Kyler Murray. Okay. I think that's a that's more than enough, actually. Nuck Hopkins no. <laughs> no. was exterior was entertaining on Hard Knocks. Okay. And what's Hard Knocks? The show that that were basically so basically what Hard Knocks is is, is HBO they get they follow a football team mm-hmm. for their season. Okay. So and he was not pretty good on that. He was pretty good on that this year. Well, not I don't think it was this year, was it? Yeah, like last year when he was on it. Well, no, that would have been a few when he would have, when he like last time that he was on when it. he was on the Texans. when he was on the Texans. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so oh, I loved it when he was on. That, Texans who was here. that? Uh, Nuck Hopkins. <laughs> I think it's Nuke. Well, it looks like Nuck. I did. Well, you're wrong. It's Nuke Hopkins. Jerk. Talking about action. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic, man. That's really good. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Uncle Sam's favorite football Whoa, podcast. In honor of Independence Day. In honor of Independence Day. July 4th. I would have done something in honor of Canada Day, but we don't really have an Uncle Sam over here. Uh, um, I think so. I don't think so. Jordan Peterson. Jordan <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Uncle Peterson. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Jordan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. We were just talking about Jordan Peterson. What, on last week's? Uh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe last, last week or the week before. Something like that. Very good. He is our Uncle Sam. But yeah, this weekend was uh, Canada Day. It mm-hmm. was Independence Day. Uh, basically, you know, a, a, a weekend filled with days with days that are commemorating the separation from Great Britain, which, you know, mm. if you can't drink to that, I don't know what you could drink to. But yeah, cheers. Those Brits. I don't know. Um, yeah, Joe, you, you, oh, I'm, I'm joined. Okay. Obviously, by my illustrious producer. Can't believe I almost forgot to say that. Mm, that was embarrassing. Joe Teeson, almost forgot your name too. How's it going, Joe? Super good. Yeah. Fantastic, actually. Tell um, tell him why it's going so fantastic. I can't get this stupid grin off my face right now, <laughs> um, because basically, uh, we set up the podcast room in Joe's basement. We got it out of my house. We set up the. We're setting up our baby room at home, and uh, we have. All the stuff, I moved everything into Joe's basement, uh, into his spare room, moved a bunch of uh, stuff aside, and then kind of set up our corner here, and it uh, is it's fantastic. Incredible. We have couches. We're, we're sitting on couches right yeah, now. We're so. sitting on couches. Yeah. The sound is apparently better down it here. It sounds like there's less, re- I don't know, maybe it, it'll sound like garbage yeah. when, I, when I edit it and when I'm listening to it later. Didn't we have that one episode where we got new mics, and I was saying... Hey guys, if you think the sound's super good, and then it was you were holding I your was mic holding backwards. The mic backwards, 
That's yeah. going to be like one of those situations where like the sound is really good down here mm-hmm. and it's going to sound like we're inside out. Yeah. Um, even well, even in me and Joe's monitors, it the room, like the reverb in the room is so much lower than than like the echo. Like I, it, there's not as much echo. Yeah. The vibe the, the vibes are just different, I think. Yeah. And it's, it's it's a little chilly down here, which is a complete 180 from oh what we experienced goodness. last week. It's nice. Yeah. I'm just loving it. Just I, yeah. overjoyed. It is it is it is honestly quite nice. Uh, I have an unfinished basement. It's a little chilly. It's uh, dirty and dingy, but it is it is quaint and it is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm wearing a sweater for the first time in forever while recording a podcast because crazy. How awesome is that? Who would have thought? Last, I would have yeah. never thought. Last week we were trying to survive the elements, mm-hmm. nearly near, nearly having heat stroke. Yeah, doing this podcast. Might I just say it feels good to sit down and re- at a at a normal height. Yeah, we had that bar that bar height table with the bar bar stools and stuff. Not comfortable. No, this, yeah. This is a game changer. This is absolutely a game changer. Like, we're already making, like, hand over fist on this podcast, but now quality level is just going to just... Bop, 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 yep. bop, bop. It's we're just coming be... for you, Joe Rogan. Yeah. it's It won't be long before he's no longer the most successful Joe podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're right. Out there. What's yeah. the second most right now? Us. So, us, we're second Actually, now. we might be the second most popular Joe podcast. <laughs> I doubt it. I think it's... I th- no, stay with me here. It's okay. We have the Joe Rogan experience. Yeah. The average Joe football show. That's yeah. Okay. You think there's no other podcast that's has the name Joe in it? Name one. Okay, fair enough. Thank, um, there you go. You know, there's got to be one called like Cup of Joe or something. Oh, give me a break. Guarantee it. And they probably have something like 40,000 views, which is not even close to what we're getting weekly yeah. on this freaking yeah. joint. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is the average Joe football Six show. Six figures is what I make every month. I make what you dream of. Yeah. And we're doing it on the podcast. Uh, I make what your boyfriend makes in three years and one month. In one month. Got them suicide doors. Ari Kari. Hari Kiri. Hari Kiri. Hari Kari. He says Hari Kari in the song. I know, but it's it's actually Hari Kiri. Okay. Hari Kari right. is more So this is the average Joe football anyways. show. We're going to be talking about football later on in the show. We're going to go through some news. Uh, not a whole lot going on. We got a few fines being handed out, a couple. You know, we got a retirement, stuff like that. And then we're going to talk about uh, some of the most entertaining teams going into th- 2021. May not be the best teams, may not be the most successful teams, may not be the worst teams, but they're going to be entertaining. Whether or not they make the playoffs or they finish with the first overall pick in the draft, they're going to be entertaining. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but right now, this is usually the beginning of the show where we, we don't talk about football. We let mm-hmm. Joe, we let producer Joe have a little bit of a chance to kind of, you know, do whatever. Yeah. Um, kind of just shoot the breeze and, you know, it's... It's this is a whole other experience right now where yeah. we're at. Yeah. I can't even. Are any, you crying? I'm crying. Dude, you're not supposed to. You weren't supposed to say anything. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. But um, <clears throat> I feel like I had so much I wanted to talk about at the top of the show, and I just always just blank on it. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm really hoping that you'll bring something to the table because I'm always, you know, bringing yeah. so much else to the table. So it's kind of like I just need you to kind of, you know. Uh, help out a little bit, but we did go golf. Well, we we tried to go golfing this weekend. Oh man! Why don't you tell the people how that went? What was this Friday? Yeah, we had the Friday. day. Yeah, yeah. 
so we had this Friday off. It was July 2nd. Uh, we had the Friday off, and uh, we booked a tea time. We booked a tea time. We went. We were going to go golfing that day, and um, we got there, and clouds were starting to roll in. I was like, oh, guys, it's going to rain. Like, this is this looks really bad. They're like, oh, no, no, no. It's going to pass over. It's not, it's not actually going to rain. Mm-hmm. I was like, if cloud that it's gonna rain. If yeah. you see clouds like that, like it's gonna rain. They were not just clouds. It was dark clouds. Yeah. But initially, okay, we 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 got to the first tee off. We we're gonna play eighteen holes, which is already <laughs> too many for guys like us. Yeah. Too many holes. Um, but we we're gonna play eighteen. And when we got to the first tee off, you could see dark clouds, and like it was immediate, yeah. and it started to kind of drizzle. But it looked like there was open spots in the sky. Yeah. It was like, okay, it'll pass. You could, it looked like you could see that it would pass. Mm-hmm. But as we started going past the first hole, uh, really, we weren't even done the first hole, and things started to look a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, and it was... <laughs> it was... Well, the minute the minute we started, we the minute that we teed off, it started just pouring for like a couple minutes. So we went under the canopy. There was like a little canopy right close to the first um, tee off, I guess. And, uh, and then it stopped. So we're like, okay, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to golf now, I yeah, guess. We'll be fine. It'll be good. And, uh, then I took another shot. It was not a mulligan because the first one didn't count because it started raining. Yeah. Because the rain. Yeah. And then, uh, it was all right. It was actually pretty good. And then it started raining again. Yeah. So and then it stopped and then it started and then it really started. Yeah. And then it didn't really stop. No. And then... And, and, you know, we would kind of take little breaks and sit in our golf carts, uh, and then we would go again, but not because it had stopped raining, but just because it wasn't raining so hard. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, just because it wasn't absolutely pouring. And it was pouring. It was like, bad. It was so bad. It was not a slight drizzle. We got like, we were, we were like three holes in and it was, we were teeing off. We're like, you're trying not to have the club slip out of your hand. Yeah. <laughs> For and real. literally and and joe as it started to rain your game literally got better i started i was i've never golfed that good in my life <laughs> that was as soon as it started raining i was hitting shots and the guys that we went with were actually good golfers yeah. and they were just just in ruins they're falling apart justin nathan if you listen to this uh you guys got to learn to play in the elements yeah honestly i play better in the elements yeah exactly so we podcast in the elements we play golf in the elements Mm -hmm. but it was just raining so hard that we were driving through puddles like i like it was i can't even describe to you how much rain there really was oh it was unbelievable and it was we were soaked and it was and and so we we stopped playing golf uh, we, I think we got three and a half holes in. Yeah. Um, three. Just three. Yeah. Three. We, the we last tried one the we, fourth one. We just did for fun, kind of. Yeah. And it wasn't. Um, <laughs> and then we stopped. And then we, we went to go pack up. And as we were packing up our, our trucks with with, uh, <laughs> with the golf clubs. The Sunshine. L- <laughs> well, before that, though, the loudest thunder you've ever heard. Well, because the lightning basically hit your truck. Yeah. That's not, that's an exaggeration. It was so close. It was so close. So close, so loud. All of a sudden, a nuke alarm goes off uh, at the golf course. They're sending everybody. And it was just, it was complete chaos. Uh, so I think that this is a sign from God that we shouldn't go golfing anymore. Yeah. Um, but I loved it so much that day. I was doing so well. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun to be mm-hmm. sure. It was also wet and sort of miserable. Yeah. And as soon as we got home, 
the sunniest day you could imagine. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I went for a walk. I was hot. Yeah. I was like getting a sunburn. It was almost too nice outside after and that. And then, and then around 530, it started pouring again. Yeah. Because my, my dad was going golfing at 530 that, in that, that evening. And literally at five, between 5 and 530, it starts pouring rain again. They get rained out. They can't golf. <laughs> Not a good day for golf. Terrible. The moral of the story is golf, save it for the professionals. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, that was a rainy, uh, wet day. Uh, and this is going to be a rainy, wet episode. Yes. Honestly. It is. Because things are just feeling great here in the basement, in the man cave here. We're, we're planning on eventually finishing out this basement, making it sort of a nice podcast room. It's going to be, we got big plans, big plans Mm -hmm. for this place. It's going to be incredible, but honestly, I don't know how it can get much better than it is right now. But uh, I, I well I know how, but it's okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but also right now I don't know if it's like this all around the world. Um, but right now in the area we live, it's almost impossible to find somebody to do renovations and stuff for. Oh you. yeah, no yeah, and it's like I'm not gonna do it myself. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm a boy with a podcast, not a man <laughs> with a with a hammer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll keep you posted on that. And just really quick before we get into the footballs, we'd like to thank our sponsor Rona uh, for this one. Rona has all your house needs. Um, if you're unlike us and you can finish your basement and you're a handyman, uh, Rona has everything you need to finish your basement. So if you go on to, um, the average Joe football, uh, Rona, sorry, www.rona, uh, dot or back uh, sorry forward backslash forward slash uh a g or a j f s which stands for average joe football show obviously yeah. um you can get uh five percent off your first yeah. order and so. make sure you use promo code joe when you go to check out jonah jonah uh for five percent off your first uh lumber load and that's not lumber load and that's not spelled how you think it's spelled j-o-e-n-u-h jonah yeah so uh, make sure you do that. I think we're just going to do that, do that from now on uh, is just have f- fake sponsors that aren't actually sponsors mm, yeah. and see if we can just get sued. Clout. 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 No much? publicity is bad publicity. No lawsuit is bad lawsuit. Yes. Am I right? And does that make... Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, how's that for an opening segment, you think? <laughs> I think it was pretty good. It's pretty good. Cheers. All right. Cheers. 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 Beers, let's get to the news. Real quick, before we dive too deep into the news, just a quick announcement uh, for the podcast. We will not be having an episode next week. So terribly sorry. Uh, Everybody in the NFL universe seems to be on vacation. I was going to come on this podcast and brag about the fact that we don't go on vacation here at the Average Joe Football Show, except for next week. Next week, I'm going on vacation. I'm going up to the cabin with my uh my wife and my son and our family and it's going to be a good time uh so no episode next week uh it's kind of the best time to do it slow period in the nfl uh not too bad to take a week off but just make sure that you mark your calendars no average joe football show next week you guys can maybe i don't know listen to a different podcast just for that week just for that week uh the joe rogan whatever any other joe podcast 
but as soon as we're back the week after that, you better better believe you have to be back on only the average Joe football. We don't want you listening around to other podcasts either. That's I think that's the yeah. key. Don't be unfaithful. Exactly. If you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to other podcasts, cut it out. What are you doing? <laughs> you made yeah. a promise of future yeah. love here. When you hit that subscribe button, and you need to hit that subscribe button, you made a promise and a commitment to subscribe to us and only us. So make sure you guys do that. But not next week. Next week, I'm on vacation, and you guys should go on vacation as well. So speaking of going on vacation, Demarius Thomas, uh, the former wide receiver for the Denver Bron- Broncos, has decided to go on a permanent vacation. Uh, he's retired after 10 seasons in the NFL. Uh, the 33-year-old wide receiver ranks second in receiving yards and touchdowns uh, in Denver Broncos history and third all-time uh, in Denver Broncos history in receptions. He last played in 2019 for the New York Jets. Uh, Demarius Thomas is a uh, is a player that going through and in, in in you know going through his stats and and looking at uh, you know his career, I was actually pleasantly just surprised that I you know I might have underrated Demarius Thomas's career. He actually had a a pretty phenomenal career uh, for you know a a receiver that only played ten seasons. I mean, people don't talk too much about. Uh, Demarius Thomas, uh, in in kind of that way, uh, as having uh, a, a hall of I'm I, I'm not gonna say he's a hall of fame level player. I don't think he is a hall of fame level player. Uh, but in ten seasons, uh, he had 1,000 receiving yards from 2012 all the way to 2016. So I believe that's five seasons in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that's 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 pretty incredible. I did not know that he was that successful over the years when he played with Peyton Manning, and and he was a huge part of the those uh, those uh, Peyton Manning Broncos years when Peyton came uh, to the Denver Broncos in 2012. He was the number one receiver there in Denver, and that's really when his career blossomed uh, as a member of the Denver Broncos. Him and Peyton Manning were a fantastic duo, but I think the most iconic moment. Uh, for Demarius Thomas's career has to be the wild card round the year before Peyton Manning showed up in Denver. Tim Tebow, a little guy by the name of Tim Tebow, who's currently a tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars, was still playing quarterback for the Denver Broncos. And this was at the very peak of Tebow mania. They were playing the Pittsburgh Steelers wild card round. Tebow wills this team all the way to overtime against the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the greatest organizations in the history of NFL football. Uh, And on the first play of overtime, hits Demarius Thomas for an 80-yard touchdown and just an incredible play. And I think Tebow gets a ton of the credit for uh, that play for, uh, you know, it's all about Tebow. Obviously, Tebow mania was huge, but really Demarius Thomas did most of the work. I think it was like a slant uh, play uh, or if not a post or something like that. Anyways, a shorter, you know, 5, 10, 15 yard route that Demarius Thomas just took 80 yards to the house. And that was an incredible play. And one of one of the greatest, honestly, one of the moments that will be remembered in NFL history. Uh, and, and for De- Demarius Thomas to have his name uh, attached to that, also have a Super Bowl ring. He won Super Bowl 50 uh, with Peyton Manning there. That was Peyton Manning's final um, game in the NFL, winning that Super Bowl. So a, a tremendous career for uh, Demarius Thomas and cheers on retirement. 
and uh, yeah, cheers on a on a fantastic career. And then next up, we have the Saints signing offensive tackle Ryan Ramchek to a five-year, ninety-six million dollar contract with sixty million dollars guaranteed. Uh, the 27-year-old right tackle is now the highest-paid right tackle in the NFL. Um, he's he's been incredibly consistent throughout his career. Um, in 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 four seasons, he's missed just one game, so just incredibly reliable. And the Saints have have one of the better offensive lines probably in the NFL, an underrated offensive line. And I think that's going to help um, Jameis Winston or or um, Taysom Hill, whoever is starting there. Uh, it's always good to have a, a solid offensive line in front of a quarterback that's maybe a little iffy. I think offensive lines can can bring out the best in quarterbacks, and having a tremendous offensive line uh, is definitely never a bad idea. But Ryan Ramchek gets a new deal. Uh, he's not an elite tackle per se, but to have a good, you know, average, above average right tackle or tackle in general is extremely important in the NFL and and it's 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 very tough to let guys like that go because offensive linemen seem to be you know harder to come by year by year just because of the way that they're developing in the college system uh, it's hard to develop good offensive linemen so when you have a chance to sign one of the better you know or even if it's more average tackles in the league you have to jump at that opportunity so a good signing by the New Orleans Saints uh, and like I said, a good offensive line, never a bad idea when your quarterback position is a little bit questionable. Moving on to fine news, and three teams got fined for having uh, OTA violations. This was during the, the mandatory offseason uh, training programs that each team held. Some of them held them against the rules, uh, had, had maybe full contact practice, had too much contact, uh, or ha- had too much practice. Uh, the NFL is extremely strict nowadays on how practice is, uh, is done. Uh, you know, you can't have as many full contact practices. You can't have, you know, have, you have to have a specific amount of hours practices, practiced, practice, practiced, did it? Practiced. Practiced. <laughs> practiced, did it? Practiced, did. And uh, anyways, anyways, guys. Uh, <laughs> guys, I'm also having a stroke. Um, but three teams uh, violated those, those practice rules. The Jaguars, the 49ers, and the Cowboys, all three of them find upwards of 100 thousand uh, dollars for these practice violations. The Niners and Cowboys were each fined a hundred thousand dollars, and the Jaguars were fined two hundred thousand uh, dollars. And with one hundred thousand dollars of that fine going to brand new head coach Urban Meyer, uh, and Urban Meyer was the butt of many jokes, as he's been a lot during this off season. Uh, just the butt of many memes, many jokes on Twitter uh, that he's breaking the rules. That's what Urban Meyer does. You know, he did it at the college level, uh, and and that's what he's good at. That's why the Jaguars brought him in. Nobody knows how to break the rules better than Urban Meyer, and you can see he's already off to a hot start with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So definitely an interesting situation there uh, for the first-year head coach and, and for the other two teams as well, the Niners and the Cowboys, also getting fines as far as OTA uh, practices. And, and, and another team that got fined substantially more uh, for doing substantially worse things, and that was the Washington football team. They've been under investigation uh, for workplace the workplace culture, workplace uh, misconduct. There's been at least uh, 15 former employees that have alleged sexual misconduct 
by uh, by people inside the Washington football team organization. This is all front office related things. This is not so much uh, football related. So I won't spend too much time on it just because I am not well versed uh, in you know the legal aspect of anything. Uh, so I'm barely well versed in the football aspect. Uh, of things, uh, but the Washington football team was fined $10 million for this workplace misconduct, this sexual misconduct, um, and as a result of this NFL investigation, it just goes to show, uh, once again, uh, the Washington football team has some of the worst leadership, some of the worst ownership in professional sports you can rank them up there with like the likes of the new york knicks uh you know teams like that daniel snyder is a tremendously corrupt terrible owner uh a guy who refused to change the name uh even when it was evidently racist and you know in a in a, in a day and age where stuff like that just doesn't fly it, it amazes me how long uh the washington football team managed to keep that name uh, and Daniel Snyder, obviously an extremely powerful, rich man. He's had, you know, he's had his fair share of of allegations and and, and just, you know, not good things really happen uh, under his tenure as owner of the Washington football team. Uh, they're a team that I think would would benefit quite heavily from new ownership. Uh, I'd, I, you know, who knows? Daniel Snyder will probably own that team. Uh, until the day he dies and maybe even further. Uh, but that wraps up that, uh, the fine news. And on to the final piece of news, Hard Knocks, the show on HBO. Uh, one of my favorite football shows to watch, other than the average Joe football show, obviously. Uh, Hard Knocks, HBO's Hard Knocks, uh, for those of you that don't know, is a a docu-series that the NFL does every year with HBO, basically going through training camp with a certain NFL team. Uh, every year they, they try to pick a new NFL team, and there's certain criteria for who gets picked. I think you can't have ha- made the playoffs the previous two years, and you can't have been on the show in the previous five years. Maybe that's that's what the rules are. But this year, America's team was selected uh, to be the team featured in Hard Knocks. They will uh, be making their third appearance on the show, which I think kind of sums up just how the NFL feels about the Dallas Cowboys, even when they're not successful, which they haven't been in many, many years. The Dallas Cowboys still get uh, as much run as any NFL team. Uh, They're making their third appearance since 2008. Um, Oh, sorry, first appearance since 2008 when they were under... Uh, head coach Wade Phillips. Uh, the first episode is to air on Tuesday, August 10th uh, at 10 p.m. on HBO, and you can catch it on NFL Game Pass and, and, and HBO Go or whatever that that the HBO thing is called where people watch HBO shows. You can catch it on there. I'm not sponsored by them. I don't know why I'm doing this like an ad read. <laughs> yeah, it sounded uh, like an ad read. Oh. We're not sponsored. What's going on? You're welcome, HBO, for that. Um, definitely interested though. I can't. I I very much look forward to watching Hard Knocks every year. Uh, it's it's a it's a cool look inside of uh, not only the football aspect of these NFL organizations, but just the human aspect of you know some guys you'll probably you you would never have heard of without uh, this show. You get to see like undrafted rookies, guys that are long shots to make the roster. Um, it's 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 very interesting to look uh, to to kind of get. Uh, an idea of what things are like within 
you know, the confines of these NFL organizations. Because a lot of these organizations are very tight-lipped, uh, you know, and, and they try not to let anything get out. So it's, it's cool to get a look inside. The Cowboys may be one of the teams that are not tight-lipped, and, you know, there's a lot of information coming from there. But I do think uh, as much hate as the Dallas Cowboys always get, uh, I always like the Dallas Cowboys. I think if, if I was not a Miami Dolphins fan, uh, I think the the team that I would root for is the Dallas Cowboys. I've always found them to be an extremely interesting team. Uh, I I just like the star uh, on the helmet. It's just a historically, uh, you know, big franchise. Uh, they're kind of like you know the Lakers of the NBA. But I you know and I despise despise the Lakers. So it's kind of weird that I would root for the Dallas Cowboys. But I was all in on them last year. They ended up disappointing me. But I think there's a ton of really cool storylines that we could look forward to in, in this year's Hard Knocks. Obviously, Dak Prescott. Um, his his recovery from his injury, he had that brutal, brutal leg injury last last season. Uh, that it'll be interesting to see him coming back, and I'm sure they'll have a, a ton of, uh, you know, video on that. A ton of you know, Dak Prescott kind of just going over his recovery, um, and just the overall bounce back for the whole team after a, a very disappointing first season under new head coach Mike McCarthy. It'll be interesting to see Mike McCarthy how he how he is as a head coach, how he kind of you know, handles the the inner workings of that organization. Um, we don't, you know, as much as, you know, we've seen Mark, Mike McCarthy uh, in the NFL, he was the head coach of the Green Bay Packers for many years. We've never really seen him, you know, in this light where he's, you know, in, in a show like Hard Knocks being, being kind of recorded all the time. I'm interested to see what he's like as a head coach and, you know, how his players kind of respond to him. I think another storyline to look forward to is Ezekiel Elliott. I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be a ton of video of Zeke Elliott, like staying late after practice, getting extra reps in saying, I'm in the best shape of my life. Uh, you know, saying things like that. He had a, he obviously a, a down year last year. Um, in, you know, he, you, any, anything you've been hearing out of, uh, NFL mini camps has been that oh Zeke Elliott's back he's in the best shape of his life he's gonna be amazing it seems like you hear this every year with Zeke Elliott I'm sure you'll see a ton of of Zeke Elliott and he's he's an interesting character and you know the final thing that I think will be interesting to look at is you know who's gonna step up on that defense a defense that was historically bad at the beginning of last season one of the worst defenses we've ever seen. Uh, I'm intrigued to see like who's making an impact early on in training camp in the preseason games, which we're we're having preseason games this year. Excited for that, but like uh, you know, who's gonna step up? Is it gonna be the rookie Micah Parsons? Are the other two linebackers there, Jalen Smith, Leighton Vander Esch? Are they gonna have bounce back years? You know, just other other guys like that, and like Randy Gregory. I'm sure his story will be will be a huge part of this as well. Just a guy who's who's extremely talented, uh, played pretty well last year after having basically not played in the NFL just because of suspensions being constantly suspended, uh, being in, in, in the NFL's drug program. Uh, can he kind of have like a Darren Waller-esque story when Darren Waller was on Hard Knocks a few years ago with, with the then Oakland Ra- I think they were the, yeah, they were the Oakland Raiders that year. I think that was the year before uh, they moved to Vegas. I could be wrong. No, that's definitely right. They were the Oakland Raiders. This last year was the Los Angeles Hard Knocks with the two teams. Um, can he kind of have a story like we saw with Darren Waller where it was a guy who had his struggles in the past but was was turning a corner and really developing into 
what would turn out to be a superstar player. I don't know if Randy Randy Gregory is going to be at that level, but we've we've seen progress from him. We, we we've seen production from him, and I'm sure he'll big be a big part uh, of that uh, Dallas Cowboys hard knock. So excited to see uh, what goes on there uh, on hard knocks. So one final news, Joe just brought it to my attention. I can't believe that you found you. Do you follow him on something? Yeah, on on Insta. Insta? Yeah, I was just I was just checking the Insta. Okay, real uh, quick, and I uh, saw that he got married. Our boy, your boy, Mitcher, Mitcher, freaking Bisky. You're telling me there's a Mrs. Bisky? Yes. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah. I can't believe we. I can't believe we. I didn't see a Misky. A Misky. I think that's one of the few uh, pages that the average Joe Instagram account also follows. Mm-hmm. Is Mitch or Bisky. Yeah. I feel like we haven't talked about our boy Mitch in a long time. Wow! Congrats to Mitch on the yeah. on the marriage. He got married yesterday. You're saying? Well, it's well, eight hours ago it was posted. Okay. So I'm assuming it might have been yesterday. You have a picture there. Oh wow. Mitcher, very good. He's just in Buffalo, just getting married. I mean, congratulations and to Mr. and Mrs. Bisky. Great things happening. Mitcher, if you're listening to this, which we know you listen to every episode, you still have an open invitation to come on. We can talk about your wedding. Yeah. We can talk about how things are doing in Buffalo right talk now. About our weddings. Our weddings. We can do a whole wedding podcast, Mitcher. Uh, but congratulations. Our boy Bisky. Talking about the Dallas Cowboys being featured on Hard Knocks got me inspired to go through and find what other teams I think would be entertaining to to be on a show like Hard Knocks. Uh, what are, what teams are holy smokes that peaked out of nowhere? Uh, what teams are the most entertaining teams in the NFL? They might not be the best teams. They might not be the worst teams. Uh, you know, they're not. They might not be a team that's going to make the playoffs even. Uh, but the Regardless of where they finish, they're going to be extremely entertaining teams. I think there's a few teams in the NFL that strike me as entertaining. I, during this during this period, when we're all just itching for football, uh, I'm sure you could find reasons for almost every team to be entertaining. You could probably even you know say the Houston Texans, who are going to be probably the worst team in the NFL. You could even you know scrounge up some way to make them entertaining at this point because we miss football so much. But I think there are some teams that rank higher on the entertainment scale, and some teams that I'm I'm excited a little bit more than others uh, to to watch this upcoming season. And who knows, the NFL uh, they didn't do it last year, I think, because of COVID. But they had another show called All or Nothing, where they didn't just follow the team for training camp, but they followed the team for the entire season. And I know they they had the I think the Cardinals on All or Nothing one year, uh, the Panthers one year. And then they had the Rams the, the same year they were on Hard Knocks, which was stupid. But uh, that's a really cool show that I've never fully watched. But, it, you know, maybe one of these teams get featured on that show, and, and that would be entertaining. But I think there are teams that that are extremely interesting. The first team to me is the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I, I think... Yeah, this is an obvious one. I think a lot of people would would, would agree with me here. Uh, I think they were entertaining last year, uh, going into the season, and as well uh, when the season started. They had some incredible moments. 
Uh, that I, I remember that that game against Miami. You know they ended up losing that game, but an incredible battle between Kyler Murray and, and Tua, just just back and forth, back and forth. Uh, and Kyler made some incredible plays in that game. And then you had I think a few weeks later uh, when they played Buffalo, and then you had uh, DeAndre Hopkins catching that that hail mary touchdown pass, which was just. One of the best moments we've had in the NFL the past few years. So just an incredibly entertaining team last year. And I think they've only got more entertaining. Uh, And they're in a tough division. So this is not to say that they're going to be an incredibly successful team. I'm I'm not willing to say that at this point yet. Uh, But uh, definitely intriguing storylines on this team. Uh, They have an extremely exciting offense. Uh, And whether or not they are successful... I think it's too soon to tell, Uh, but they have the weapons. They have the pieces, I think, to be a successful team. Obviously, we talked about DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, You know, they're led by Kyler Murray, who's a a budding young quarterback who could probably be an MVP candidate uh, this upcoming season. Uh, Just an incredible playmaker, not only with his arm, but with his legs. One of the best scrambling quarterbacks uh, in the NFL. Just incredibly fast, so quick. Uh, with the ball in his hands, they signed AJ Green, who you know is probably past his prime at this point, but definitely an interesting signing. They have Christian Kirk in there. They they brought in James Conner, uh, you know, just just built kind of towards that offense. And then you talk about you know other signings. They brought in JJ Watt. Obviously, that was one of the big signings of the offseason. So now you have a potential to have J.J. Watt across from Chandler Jones. And if that's not already entertaining enough, Chandler Jones seems to be unhappy with his contract. So we don't even know if Chandler Jones is going to be there. So that's another reason, I think, to tune into this team is, you know, I guess maybe contract negotiations are not the most entertaining part of football. But it's definitely a reason to stay tuned to the Arizona Cardinals. Will Chandler Jones be there? If not, they'll probably get a haul for him in a trade. Uh, They'll get a ton of assets in return. I've seen some rumors that maybe Chandler Jones to Miami for like Xavier Howard. That would be a blockbuster. I think they have Malcolm Butler there uh, in Arizona as well. So just some interesting like veteran pieces. They They were like a fairly young team last year, I felt. But they went out and, and they signed a ton of like old, you know, veteran guys, guys that maybe people think might be over the hill at this point. But I think it's going to be intriguing to see if those older guys, if J.J. Watt, if A.J. Green can have a bounce back year or if they're over the hill. I think A.J. Green is closer to the end of his career, uh, you know, play-wise than a guy like J.J. Watt. I think J.J. Watt can still produce. And I think if him and Chandler Jones are on the field at the same time, that could be uh, an explosive duo. In uh, speaking of explosive, they have Buda Baker, the safety there, uh, who's one of the more explosive playmakers uh, in the NFL, a hard hitter, a guy who just makes plays always around the ball. There's some guys on that defense as well, like like Buda Baker, uh, Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt. Um, they, they have Malcolm Butler, like I talked about. So they have pieces. It's not a good defense per se, but but there's a lot of reasons to, to, to stay tuned to this Arizona Cardinals team. Cliff Kingsbury, their head coach, I think is is an interesting storyline. Who is he? What is he all about? Um, through two seasons, we haven't really seen their offense, passing-wise, become what I think a lot of people thought they could become under Cliff Kingsbury, under that air raid system. They haven't really become that team yet to this point. So it's interesting to see 
could he potentially be on the hot seat if they don't take that next step? Uh, he was recently on the the Flying Coach podcast, uh, which is uh, a podcast that uh, Peter Schrager and Sean McVay are, are doing for the Ringer uh, podcast net- network. And if you guys obviously were allowed to listen to any other podcast, I would highly recommend you guys listen to that podcast because Cliff Kingsbury was extremely entertaining on that podcast and you know we haven't seen a whole lot of him you know that side of him so getting to kind of take a look inside you know who Cliff Kingsbury is I think would be an intriguing kind of look he's had an he's had a very interesting career path you know he was a backup to Tom Brady when he first got in the NFL as a quarterback and then he, he coached at the college levels got fired at Texas Tech and then that same offseason gets hired in the NFL and a lot of people uh, you know, that was a very controversial hiring. So I think it would be interesting to kind of see in his brain, see where he's at. And we talked about James Conner, who's a guy who's had an incredible story. I mean, he's he sur- he surviving cancer, beating cancer, and playing in the NFL. An incredible story. Can he have that bounce back year after a down year in Pittsburgh? So the Arizona Cardinals, definitely a fascinating team going into 2021. And another team that made a lot of big off-season acquisitions and, and really thrusted themselves into that entertaining category is the Tennessee Titans. And I think this is another one that's maybe a little bit obvious to a lot of people, but you know, some, some answers are just obvious. Uh, and I think the Titans are obviously entertaining. I think they have one of the best offenses in the NFL. That's almost undebatable at this point. Last year already, um, their offense was, was really really explosive at times and just incredibly uh, balanced. I think they're going to average 30 points per game, which is something that they already did last year. They were top five in the NFL in points per game. And this was without adding Julio Jones. Um, they they have probably one, the, one of, if not the best trio in the NFL offensive-wise with Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones. And then you throw in Ryan Tannehill, who's a guy who you know, it's at times a very controversial quarterback for a lot of people, but I think he's a phenomenal quarterback, uh, you know, and I always liked him in Miami. I never thought that he was an elite level quarterback, uh, but the second that he left Miami and since he's been playing in Tennessee, he's been an elite level quarterback. He's been a top five quarterback, according to PFF, in the last two years in Tennessee. So just a really good quarterback with, with a solid deep ball. I think the deep ball is one of his strengths uh, in these last few years in Tennessee. And I think at times in Miami, we saw that as well. And when that's a strength and you have Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and you have Derek freaking Henry, the best running back in the league in the backfield to keep defenses honest, I think that's a recipe for a ton of points. And I think we're going to see a ton of points be scored by this Tennessee Titans offense and they're kind of along the same lines as the Arizona Cardinals where you know they're not their defense is not very good it's it wasn't very good last year it's probably not going to be very good this year but their offense I think is going to score no matter what and if you look at the defensive side of the ball like I said it's not great they have players uh Kevin Byard the safety is one of the most underrated safeties in the NFL he's a guy who's constantly around the ball constantly making big plays he's got 18 interceptions in five seasons in the nfl so he's just a guy who's always up there uh getting picks making plays then you have bud dupree who they signed from pittsburgh uh he he tore his 
Achilles, I believe, last year. I could be wrong, but tore a ligament, missed most of last season. His recovery, I think, is a, is a story. Can he get back to to that high level of play? Caleb Farley, the defensive back that they drafted in the first round, uh, you know, he's had a slew of issues since coming into the NFL. Um, you know, he had he had to get back surgery, had injury issues. Then he caught COVID. Uh, you know, and just 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 a really rough start to the career. Can he turn it around and become, you know, the, the player that a lot of people projected him to be? He was, according to a lot of people, the number one defensive back in the NFL. So there's another storyline there to watch. Uh, and Mike Vrabel, their head coach, is always a wild card. I mean, he is, he's a guy who, uh, a few years ago, ago, had the quote that he would cut a certain part of his body off if it meant that he. Uh, that he would win a Super Bowl, and that certain part of his body was a reproductive organ. He said that he would absolutely cut his you-know-what off if it meant that he could win a Super Bowl, which is insane. If he's willing to say that, what else is he willing to say? So to me, the Titans, uh, with the, with that big four, really, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, who's shown to be incredibly entertaining uh, on TikTok or Twitter, wherever he was making those videos, recruiting Julio Jones, um, you know, an up-and-coming defense with 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 some young, fun players, uh, and in a in a wild card head coach. I think the Tennessee Titans are not only going to be a really good team, but a really entertaining team going into 2021. Another team that we talked about earlier in the news uh, was a team. That's under horrible uh, ownership, but that doesn't mean they can't be entertaining. It's the Washington football team, the only team in the NFL without a name. Uh, and if that's not entertaining enough for you, I think they have a lot of other things that make them incredibly entertaining. Uh, this is sneaky, one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. Uh, genuinely, if you look up and down this roster, there's not many holes uh, on this roster. Their defense is outrageously talented. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people might not find defense entertaining. I certainly don't think defense is as entertaining as offense. I don't think that's a hot take. But there are certain aspects of a defense that can be extremely entertaining. And one aspect is having a player on your defense that is an absolute game wrecker. And I think that's what Chase Young, uh, the second-year pass rusher for Washington, can be. I, I've talked about this already um, on the podcast a, a few episodes ago. I think Chase Young has the ability, and we've seen it. Uh, we saw it with like when he had that strip sack that he took back for a touchdown. He has the ability to be an absolute game changer in the NFL, not just a sack artist, not just a guy who gets double digit sacks, but a guy who can break the game wide open, uh, sort of like a guy like J.J. Watt, who, there, you know, there was a few seasons in his prime where it seemed like every week he was making chain, he was making plays that won them games, and I think, I think Chase Young has that ability to not only get a ton of sacks, get a ton of pressures, but make game changing plays, and he's surrounded by an incredible amount of talent on that defensive line. There's there's Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat. I mean, just a ton of really top-tier talent. Uh, they brought in the linebacker in the first round, uh, Jamin Davis. I'm bringing back this name. Jameen 
Jamin Davis. Why don't you just look it up? Jamin. Do you know how it's spelled? J-A-M-I-N. How do you how do you pronounce that? I would say I Jammin? would say Jammin. Jammin. Jammin Davis. It, well, it looks like it's Jammin, like you're Jammin on a guitar, but ah. but it but it but it but I it would sound better to say Jameen Davis. I think it is Jammin though. I feel like it's Jammin Davis. That's like I feel like I'm usually pretty good with pronunciation, and I hate listening to like podcasts and it's like just this normal white dude just struggling to pronounce there's like oh this is a tough one to pronounce and it's like gosh oh, learn to pronounce it but that's the one name i feel like i struggle with tremendously jamin davis uh he's a player that could be entertaining on that defense uh and their secondary is extremely talented and then offensively curtis samuel and terry mclaurin i think are prime to be one of the best wide receiver duos in the nfl terry mclaurin uh, we saw what he did last year with absolutely nothing uh, at the quarterback position. He had a one-legged Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, who could barely make it out of the strip club in time to play games. Then he had Taylor Heineke, who nobody even knew who that guy was before the start of last season. He was still making plays. He still went over 1,000 yards receiving. And then you bring in Curtis Samuel, who also had a thousand all-purpose yards for Carolina, and is just a playmaker that you can put all over the field. He can be a, a receiver, which is his primary position, or you can put him in the backfield, and he can make plays uh, on end arounds, on on option plays, stuff like that. Curtis Samuel, I think, should be explosive uh, in that uh, receiving core. And then you have Logan Thomas, who's an interesting storyline. Uh, he was a quarterback for for a few years there in the NFL, uh, and he would be, I think, a very interesting story to go back. Because if you go on Pro Football Reference and you look at, you can see a transaction wire of all the transactions that have happened in an NFL player's career. And if you go onto Logan Thomas, it's like uh, drafted by the Cardinals. And then it's like, you know, not much there, but then it goes like uh, signed by Detroit, cut by Detroit, signed by Detroit, cut by Detroit, signed by Detroit, cut by Detroit. Detroit practice squad signed by Miami, cut by Miami, signed, and it's just insane the, the the career that this guy's had at the quarterback position, and then he changes to play tight end and has an extremely successful year. Uh, it was one of the better tight ends in the NFL last year, and just an a, extremely interesting uh, story there uh, for the Washington football team in in Logan Thomas. And then we talked about James uh, Connor. Uh, recovering from cancer Ron Rivera who we talked about uh, multiple times uh, last year during his recovery from cancer an extremely likable head coach and then you obviously have the ultimate wild card uh, you save the best for last Ryan Fitzmagic who who I mean what can you say that hasn't already been said about the guy he's a guy who is going to play like the best quarterback in the history of football some weeks and just light the world on fire. And then also the next week, light your team on fire and throw like three interceptions. He's a guy that's not scared to take chances. And he's always entertaining. Regardless of if he's playing extremely terrible or extremely well, he's going to be entertaining. Uh, and I think this Washington football team is going to be really entertaining offensively, defensively, coaching-wise, Ryan Fitzmagic, he's going to make magic, whether it's really good magic or dark magic. He's going to be out there making uh, making uh, incredibly entertaining plays, whether it be good or bad. And one final team that I find 
entertaining going into the 2021 NFL season is another team that faced fines uh, in the news that we talked about today and it's the Jacksonville Jaguars and I think the reason that I find the Jaguars to be so entertaining is I could see this going so many different ways for the Jacksonville Jaguars they are a team that has had more turnover than any team really in the NFL. Uh, they they were a one-win team last year. They won the first game of the season, then lost 15 in a row. They fired their head coach. They bring in Urban Meyer, a guy who's never coached at the NFL level, a guy who has had tons of controversy throughout his illustrious career in, in college football. One of the best college football coaches ever, but definitely never, you know, shying away from controversy, constantly having his name in the news. Uh, he's signed to be the head coach there in Jacksonville. You have the first overall pick. You bring in Trevor Lawrence, who is one of the best quarterback prospects we've ever seen in the NFL. That adds intrigue. Uh, you brought in Travis Etienne also in that first round. And just a ton of interesting storylines. And I think the reason they're most entertaining is because I can see a world where they improve drastically. They go, let's say, 8-9 and nine, or even 9-8, and eight, you know, a winning record. They maybe sneak into a wild card spot. I think that may, might be a little generous. You know, they surprise a ton of people. Or it could go the complete opposite and they go down in flames. Urban Meyer just cannot hang in the NFL after one season. He retires again. And there's so many different, <laughs> there's, I think, just polar opposite ways I could see this this team going. And there's so many reasons to watch this team. Uh, obviously, Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick in the draft. Uh, he, there's always reason to watch a team if they have the number one pick in the draft. And that, te- and that pick was a quarterback. Uh, we were very interested to see how Joe Burrow would play last year. Uh, definitely going to be going to be intriguing to watch Trevor Lawrence in his first NFL season. See how quickly he can really acclimate to the NFL game because we've seen extremely good prospects struggle out the gates. Peyton Manning had a terrible rookie season. Can uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, immediately become an impact player there? Travis Etienne, who which was a, a draft pick that I thought was unbelievably stupid i i flamed the jaguars for making that pick in the first round i like travis Etienne. i think he'll be a playmaker in the nfl i just didn't like the spot in which they took him i think he could be a playmaker make some big time plays um and i i think the the one of the biggest biggest problems or biggest question marks is just that head coach position urban meyer i think he's already been a meme for a lot of football twitter early on and he has never even coached an NFL game he's so easy to make fun of uh you know can he turn that narrative around and, and become a an, an actual NFL head coach can he become a successful head coach or is he just going to be that meme be that uh joke the butt of Twitter uh you know NFL Twitter making fun of him every week uh, so just the Jacksonville Jaguars to me are are definitely one of the most entertaining teams going into the 2021 NFL season. But that's going to wrap up today's show. Uh, Joe, I uh, I don't know about you, but I had a good time today mm-hmm. sitting on the couches. There's certainly a worse way to spend a Monday evening. Am I right? Uh, I hope you <laughs> yeah. guys... Yeah, thanks for that. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, obviously, 
make sure that you uh, follow us on social medias at underscore average Joe show. Uh, that's on Twitter, Instagram. That's it. We don't do anything else. Um, subscribe on Apple podcasts. Uh, or if you listen to us anywhere else, do whatever the good thing is to do on there. Mm. Help us out. Honestly, share us with your friends. What are you doing? Listening to this podcast? First of all, like we talked about, don't listen to other podcasts. Obviously that's a given. Mm -hmm. And, Make sure that you share us with your friends so that they in turn no longer to listen, no longer listen to other podcasts either. Mm-hmm. If we can just get everybody that listened to podcasts to only listen to this podcast, we would be making even more money than we are now. And it's, I mean, and it's an insane amount of money that we're making right now. Yeah, we're making so much money. We were able to move couches into my basement. Yeah, that's how much money we're making off this podcast. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, make sure you guys support. Uh, we appreciate the support. Anybody that sticks around and, and listens every week, love it. Love you guys. Uh, so continue to to share us. Like I said, we love um, doing this every week, and I think it's just going to get better with our new setup. We do have exciting things in the future for this podcast. I'm extremely excited about. Uh, make sure you guys tune in every uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday yeah. for new episodes. Yeah. Things are going to start ramping up eventually. Uh, we're going to get into training camp, preseason football, regular season football. Things are going to get exciting. Uh, Joe, I don't know if you have anything you want to say before we close the show here. Um, Not necessarily. Okay. Nothing at all? No. no. Nothing you want to say before we take a a one-week hiatus? Oh, wow. A one-week hiatus. Yeah, hiatus. Yeah. Haiku, if you please. Oh, no, I'm good. I got nothing. No, I'm... I. Uh, that's it. Okay. Well, we will obviously talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Uh, don't miss us too much. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I hope you guys are as excited for NFL football to be back. Uh, as I am, can't wait till we can actually talk football, actually talk training camp, preseason, all that. But until then, we will catch you guys on the next one.